Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sutherland Girls. My name is Brittany. And I'm Shannon. And today we are going full into the episode. No updates in our lives because this is, I don't want to like downgrade any of our old guests that we've had in the past, but this is like one of our most exciting guests that we're having on the podcast mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, it has everything to do with being self-reliant and starting a little farm. So today's guest is a friend of mine through my husband, Woody. She was actually his winter formal date <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Um, And they had a really strong friendship throughout high school. And since I started dating Woody, um, I've always known her in high school. But since me and Woody's relationship, I've learned more and more about her. We started following each other, following each other's lives. Um, So I feel like we've built our own friendship. Her name is Kayla Martinez. She's moved from her native state of California for a slower paced life in the state of Washington. Since moving out of California, she has built a beautiful home in a small town where she has slowly grown her tiny farm more and more each season with the help of her husband and little baby kids. (laughs) I would say little babies, but like one of them is seven, I think. And then she has a baby. That's like two. a little girl. Yeah. yeah. Which is the cutest. And seeing like a little baby on a farm is just like it. You, there's no way that you can't not smile. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a lot in common, not only with going to the same high school and being Orange County girls, but we also had common fertility struggles um, and pregnancies. So we really built our friendship on that as well um but now now that i'm starting my own family and she has her family um i'm starting to see her build her own little farm in washington and it's really inspired me to want to move out of california as well and start a slower pace of life um so sweet so let's get into the show Hi! 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 How are you? I'm gonna set you up right here. How are you? Oh man, I'm good. I just got off work. Oh, I love your shirt. I love it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Barbie font. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just got in from barn chores. I'm sweaty. What's the weather like over there? Um, it's like, I mean, okay, so Washington weather feels a lot warmer than California, I feel like, because it says, like, it's in the 60s, and I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. So, I'm gonna put you here, maybe we'll see someone walk by or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I know you have your mother-in-law watching your babies, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. So we'll get started. Um, So how long did you live in California before moving? Okay, so I lived in California my whole life. So I was born in Anaheim, and my husband was born in L.A. So we lived there until we left in 2020. All right. 
And so you left in 2020. Um, what is the little town that you live in right now? Because you were telling me last weekend, and so I just want yeah. people to hear more about it. Yeah. So we live in a town called Squim, which if you're a 90 Day Fiance, I don't watch oh, no. that show, but <laughs> everyone's always like, is that the town from 90 Day Fiance? And so I'm like, yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, so we're teeny tiny. We're in like the northwest corner of the country. So we're actually like closer to Canada than I am to like Seattle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing you're not next to Seattle. <laughs> Very good. That was purposeful. <laughs> it's a little too crazy right there. Yes. Um, so I did want to ask, between you and your husband, what made you guys want to move out of California? Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a crazy story. We are like, we're Christian. I mean, you know, yes, we go to the same church uh, in California, I should say. But um, it's like there's so many things along the way that like we chalk up to our faith and like God just having a hand in everything. Um, but what kind of started it, we both felt like when we started dating that California wasn't going to be forever for us. But we didn't really know what that meant or looked like. Um, and it wasn't until kind of COVID and the George Floyd things were happening. Okay. Um, so you, you know, probably my husband's a police officer. Um, so he was working with LAPD at the time. Um, and we kind of had thought about moving out of California. His mom was trying to get us to move here because she lives here. And I was kind of like, no, if I'm moving out of California, I'm going to go to like somewhere I don't know, Texas or yeah. like, you know, somewhere <laughs> that I, I really like Nashville. So I was thinking maybe like outside of Nashville would be super fun. Definitely was not thinking Pacific Northwest. Um, and then she flew me out. Well, I flew out to visit her um, for New Year's in January 2020. And she totally took advantage of like having me in town and was like, let me, let me, you know, show you all around my town and make you fall in love with this charming little town. And it worked. Um, (laughs) So I totally fell in love and I came home and then March is when COVID happened. And then at the same time, George Floyd was happening. Mm -hmm. So things just got really scary for LAPD families really quickly. Um, at the same time that we had just gotten married and we were trying to have our second child. So it was like, you know, thinking about buying a house and like, how realistic is that? And police officers don't make very much money. So it was like, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and God just opened all the doors and he ended up getting a job, um, here and we took it and moved in with his mom for a little bit to make sure we liked it. And then here we are. (laughs) so you guys didn't have any doubts before packing up the house and moving or were you just like full faith jumping in I think I was equally riddled with doubt (laughs) as I was just jumping in faithfully and trusting that God had it um I mean my I'm coming from like a huge Italian family I'm the baby so everyone was like what in the world are you talking about (laughs) you are not leaving um 
so it was it was di- really difficult. I mean, I battled with it for a long time, and I would go back and forth. And my husband was gung ho. He's an only child, and his mom was here, so he was like, uh, "Let's oh, wow. hit the road." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I know <laughs> um, why she wanted you there so bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when he was, you know, all for it, and you know, I would have these moments of like doubt and worry and like struggling with it. He would get frustrated because he's like, you know, you're you need to like choose and I would just be struggling. Um, but I think it was this really weird moment because I think as like a wife, when you're a brand new wife and you're a baby of the family, like you're so used to being loyal to your family, right? Like yeah. and that means your parents and your siblings and like what's best for that unit. And then I had this like come to Jesus of like, that's not what's best for my new family. Yeah. Like my husband and my child and my new children and, Yes. what I want that unit to, to do and you know what I want that story to be and so it was like this really weird growing up where I was like <laughs> oh my gosh I have to choose and sometimes that's gonna mean that those two things aren't the same you know yeah. like what's best for my family over here is not what's best for like my husband and my children so right. um yeah it was definitely difficult um but looking back it's really cool to on a family that was kind of like hesitant and like hey have you thought about this and like we're not going to be around for babysitting and you're not gonna be able to come over three times a week for family dinners all of those things they were kind of like it was worth it look look at what you have now so it's really cool to see it come to fruition but yeah yeah, there's doubts for sure (laughs) (laughs) and I do see I do follow you and see that your family comes to visit so what are their thoughts now now that they see your life where it is right now um, I think it's funny to like to hear everyone's like individual input when I, you know, get to visit and touch base. But, um, for the most part, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's just so funny. Like 20 minutes ago, you were living in a high rise in Huntington Beach and now you're like mucking stalls on the weekend. Like what the <laughs> heck happened to you? Um, but they could just see like how much joy this has brought us and how at home we feel in this type of environment. And they're just so happy for us. That's good. So I'm it's glad. really cool. Yeah, we have their full support. So um, we did talk a little bit last weekend um, about your experience coming to visit back in California. Um, Can you describe that a little bit? Because you're now in a really small town, like you said, and coming back to like the big city in busy California. What does that feel like? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's weird because um, in one hand, like you're so excited to see the people that you miss, right? Like you love them and you mm-hmm. just can't wait to like, my niece and my nephew are there. So I just can't wait to squeeze them and love on them. <laughs> and then in, on the other hand, like you fly into LAX and there's Ugh. just like nothing but buildings and smog and traffic. And like my anxiety is just like climbing as I'm landing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like it's always going to be home. Um right it's always going to be home for me, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Um, there's always a little bit of you that I think will, you know, you're home and you're having all the family moments and you're like, Oh, I wish I lived closer to you guys and I miss you, but it's never outweighed the benefits that we have from mm-hmm. living here. And we live two hours from the airport. So when I fly, it's like a two hour flight and then I have to drive two hours to get home. So oh it's like a gosh. full day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So this last time my plane didn't land until like 1145 <sighs> and then it was delayed. So I didn't actually land until like 1230 wow. <laughs> and I worked the next day. 
So oh my I gosh. drove myself to the airport. So I had to get a shuttle to the hotel where my car was parked. And then I had to drive to my house. So I didn't end up getting home till like four o'clock in the morning. Wow. And even still, like all of that, you would feel like, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, we live out in the boonies. This isn't <laughs> worth it. Like you would kind of have like all of those thoughts, but it really isn't. Like it's still, I still feel so lucky to come home to this when I've, like kind of experience like reminding myself oh yeah like all the traffic and you know the hustle and bustle and just it's so interesting like the difference I mean I'm Californian through and through like I was raised in Orange County so I'm not judgment at all but like it's just so interesting the difference in humans when you're just like in your daily life Mm -hmm. people are just such it like in a hurry for everything like your morning coffee your salad that you grab at lunch like everything everyone is in such a hurry and you're like what is the darn rush like just (laughs) calm down but then on the flip side of that I come home and I'm like all right let's go speed it up yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. product of your environment yeah okay so you move to Washington and you move into your new home yeah. How did you start your little farm? Because that's mainly why we're having you on the podcast is asking you questions about how to start a little farm. Um, yeah. What made you guys, did you have that planned or did you buy a house and it had something farm related and you're like, let's just do it? Yeah. So I think part of like the drive for us to have to like move out of California and move somewhere was to have a little bit of land and kind of like do what we want with it. But we weren't really sure what that was going to look like. Um, I grew up with horses. I just rode horses at Huntington beach. Um, my whole life. That was like what I did for Los Al, like uh, PE credit. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then my husband's mom, she grew up around horses as well. So she had a horse. Um, So we kind of had this like, okay, well, it would be really nice to have land where we can have the horses, you know, and let the kids grow up like that. But we kind of expected it to be like a five, 10 year plan. We didn't think that like, oh, our first home was going to be. Yeah. So then we we moved in with her at first, right? Because we didn't know if we were going to like Squim or like Washington. So we were like, well, we're just going to move in with her. She has like just her and this big old house. So we're like, we'll just stay there for a bit get our feet like on the ground and like make right. sure that you like your department and that area. And then we'll just look around. So we were there 15 seconds. And then I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's like another whole, I mean, God was just like weaving his story yeah. through this whole thing. I mean, I struggled with infertility, you know, yes. for like a year. Yeah. And we left California. We turned in our keys on July 1st, but we had a vacation in Palm Springs planned. So we left July 7th and then pulled in to Washington on July 9th. I found out I was pregnant at the beginning of August. Wow. And I had struggled with fertility for a year. So it's just like God just like knew what he was doing the whole time mm-hmm. with that. Because imagine trying to move with a newborn. Like, oh, no. no. <laughs> that would be so much more stressful. So, um... Anyways, I find out I'm pregnant. Huge blessing. Um, and I was like, okay, well, we technically could fit in this house, but you're nesting and you like, you want to like build, you your know, own. your home with yep. your, you know, and I had, we had prayed for this baby for so long and mm-hmm. it was such a different experience than my first baby because I was such a child when I had him. <laughs> so we really wanted to just like embrace this experience. 
And so I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to do this in my mother-in-law's home. I love you to pieces, but like, I just need my own space, right? And like enjoying this and like making it ours. So luckily for me, the market dropped. So it was like when the rates were amazing, like lower than we had ever seen them. And it was a buyer's market. So we saw this house pop up on the market. We came to see it and it was off the market. They took a cash offer and I was devastated. And so we were like, okay. And this was like really like the only farmland in the area that was going to be within our budget. Wow. Um, We weren't ready to buy. Like we were thinking we would buy in like a year from then. Um, But we were like, well, you know, it's such a crazy market. Like let's just scrape together any penny we have and just like see what we get approved for. Um, so this was the only thing that was going to match our budget. Well, then this goes off the market. We put in an offer in another house. It's just like a regular sized house, regular yard and an HOA kind of cul-de-sac situation. Um, super cute, but super tiny. Um, and definitely like we would have grown out of it in like a second, but we're in escrow and the inspection comes back and they're like, the roof's not good. Well, then they don't want us to like they're like we're not going to take it off the price so we're like well we can't afford to put a new roof on this house so we're like debating do we pull out this house come back so put us back on the market so I, wow. my I was at work and i was like i need you to like go over to the house right now i need this house so oh. my husband like flew over to the house i was at work i like i was like i have to leave i have to go right now like i need to go get this house <laughs> i pulled our offer we got the house we met the guy that used to live here he was like this really sweet older gentleman he fell in love with my husband and they like talked like Aww. law enforcement and military for like an hour oh my gosh and so yeah another god thing and we just we got our house amazing. so we, it was amazing um so we didn't have it wasn't in the plan we were totally blessed totally shocked had no idea this was going to happen um and our so we have two and a half acres wow um and on our two and a half acres we have our house and we have a three-bay garage and then we have what's called a pump house which is really just a cement building with nothing inside of it like back in the day it was used to like pump water from your well yeah, okay. but now that they've like electrified everything <laughs> it's just like underground and so now it's just like an empty building um but as soon as we moved in i was like that's a barn that oh. is gonna be a little barn and nice. so i started looking on craigslist for something to live in the barn and that's when i found our cow <laughs> and the cow was your first animal that you purchased yeah she was the first. Um, well, yes and no. So we have three standard size horses, but they don't live on our land. Um, okay. Christmas. We bought our house in February, Christmas of the prior year. So two months before we bought the house, my husband surprised me with a, a horse. Aww. And I was like super pregnant, about to pop. And he was like, <laughs> surprise, here's a horse. And I was like, I was, I mean, stoked, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to get on that thing for like six months, but sweet. Um, but his mom already had a horse boarded up by our house now. It's just up the road here. So they're boarded and like they have someone that like takes care of them and you know, all that good stuff. But um so she they were technically like our first animals and then the first animals on the farm was the cow. So I was just searching on Craigslist for like what can I put in this little barn that I have? <laughs> and I saw this picture of this teeny tiny cow with a saddle on it and i was like what is that oh my <laughs> gosh i want one she's so cute um so i went and met her and she's a micro mini cow oh um, my gosh i know she's so <laughs> cute 
Um, she's an Aberdeen, so she's like an Angus variety. She was actually born on a beef farm. Um, they breed them intentionally small so they can have more head of cattle for the land that they have. So they can, you know, it's a beef farm, so it's income producing. Yeah. More cows, more income. Um, and they bred her, and they said, she's just too sweet and tiny. We can't do it. She's Aww. too She's too adorable. So they started Saved. looking for her. I know. So I was like, I'll take her. Sold. So, yeah, we brought her home, and, yeah, she's um, she's spoiled rotten. But, yeah, she's, like, uh, the size of a standard mini pony. So, like, a miniature horse, like, at okay. the pumpkin Aww. patch or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's how tall she is. And she's just, like, this stout little thing. Aww. So cute. And you always post, like, the cutest videos of her. It's so adorable. (laughs) She's so funny. She makes me want to have one of her. (laughs) Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Get get cows for everybody. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you have goats, right? You have other animals. So what did you get next after the cow? So I got the cow, and I think it was, like, a disease. Like, once I got the cow... (laughs) like okay I'm sick and I just need everything (laughs) so we quickly got the goats um so we got the two baby goats and they were bottle babies so their moms rejected them so I fed them bottles oh my god and they were my boys um they're like the best animals ever they're basically like dogs um and and got them and then after so they are Nash and Dallas, those boys. Those, those are their names. And my cow is Mabel. Because oh. uh, she has, like, crazy eyelashes. So Maybelline is oh. her name. Oh, um, And after her, what was next? We kind of, like, uh, fell into all of our animals. So, like, the baby goats were rejected by their moms. And I saw them on Facebook. And I was like, sure, come on over. <laughs> put them in. And then we got more goats. Someone was, like, moving away out of state. So they needed homes for their goats. And knew I wanted to get into like farm production like mm-hmm. milking goats but I was kind of nervous on like how to do that so then I saw these three goats for sale um and one of them was in milk which means that she's weaned her babies but she still has a little bit of milk and would need to be hand milked once a day so I was like okay that's like a nice little like easing myself into it like yeah. I can do that today right mind you I have like a three month old at the time so I'm <laughs> psycho um <laughs> But I was like, yeah, sure, I don't have enough going on. Um, So I do that, and that was really cool, and I got to milk her for, like, a month. Like, it wasn't anything too long. Um, And then I ended up, at one time we had nine goats. Now we have five. We have five now. Um, And then I've got another goat that was pregnant, and she had kids here in February, like that was really cool Aww. and then we ended up my husband has this idea he's gonna breed meat rabbits which i have my own opinions about but whatever Ooh. let him do his thing yes um so we have meat rabbits like we're just chilling uh and we've had them for like six months we have yet to butcher a rabbit like they're oh just, they just here that's all they do they just live here for free basically um and then we have chickens. So we have egg-laying chickens, and then we just harvested 14 meat chickens a couple of months ago as well. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's exciting. <laughs> and your chickens lay eggs, so you have eggs as well, right? Yes, we have two different flocks. We okay. have the egg and then, well, now we don't have any more meat chickens because they're all in the freezer. But oh. we did, we had two different <laughs> 
we have two different flocks. Usually, we have meat chickens, and then so we have two different coops. And okay. So yeah, we raise. Is that a different type of chicken? One that lays yes. eggs, and then one you use for meat. That's yes. a different breed. Yes, and they're different. Like personalities. Uh-oh. Totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> The egg-laying chickens are, like, so pretty, and they kind of, like, know they're pretty, and they're very, like, specific about what they kind of like to eat. Meat chickens are so dumb. They, like, kind of just don't know what's going on, and they're just kind of like, oh, what's going on? Um, so, oh, yeah, it good. makes it a little bit easier to harvest them because yes. you're like, yeah. You don't get you attached. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then we have mini ponies, too. The mini ponies just came to the farm a couple weeks or months ago, I guess, now, and those are... The, aunt, the kids' ponies. Oh, and we have a pig, too. So she came oh. about the same time as the goats, the first baby goats did. So. What is your and pig's name? And she not an accident. My husband went looking for a pig. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's her name is Frances, and he loves her. Oh, so cute. cute. So you're not going to be yeah. butchering her. No, no. <laughs> she has a name, so. <laughs> yeah, everyone that's here, we would... Like everyone that's left now that the chickens are in the freezer, like everyone that's here will will not be. We'll stay. Okay. Yeah. The the rabbits, they're breeders, and their intention would be to breed rabbits right. for meat. But I don't even go into that because that's not my thing. That's my husband. I can't butcher a rabbit. That's Mm-mm. like where I draw the line. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say, um, so your farm is called Marty Farms. Farms yes. or farm? Uh, Marty Farm. Um and. When you started gathering all these animals, did you yeah. have in the back of your mind that you were going to start selling? Like, have you sold any chicken eggs or cow's milk? Or I know you worked on soap. So I want to hear a little bit about that process. Yeah. So the soap, like I said, I milked that dough for like a month um, and was able to get enough soap to like really just experiment. I wasn't trying to like, yeah, the whole purpose of a farm is to, like, get your own product, right? It's, like, to kind of have a little bit more control over, like, what you're putting in and on your body. So that's, like, the whole goal of this. But okay. at the end of the day, like, we do have full t- two full-time jobs and children and football and all the things. So it's just been, like, a slow process. But um, with her, I got the milk, um, and it kind of just, like, sat in my freezer for a little bit. And I would give it to my daughter. I would just do like goat milk baths. She had a rash or something like that. Um, And she was breastfed too. So um, as I was kind of like weaning her um, from breast milk, I would kind of incorporate goat's milk and then would try cow's milk just to see like how her body reacted to it. And that's kind of like my goal at first. Um, Luckily, she has like a iron stomach. So she's fine with no matter what. Um, But it uh, it ended up just being, like, experimental. Um, and then I fell in love with, like, kind of, like, that satisfaction of, like, oh, my gosh, I feed this goat. I have a relationship with this goat. I milked her. And now it's, like, soap that I can use for my baby to, like, cure a rash or, like, an upset tummy or whatever it is. So um, that was before we got the chickens. And now that we have, like, egg-laying chickens and we are, like, doing that and, like, I'm staring at the squash that just like randomly grew from our <gasps> compost pile that like I have idea what kind of squash this is I didn't try <laughs> to grow this but it's just it's like stuff like that that's just like so funny mm-hmm. and you just get such this pride out of it so um and the chickens I mean I thought that was going to be like difficult for me but 
feeding my family a chicken that like we grew from a chick and then like harvested and I made like my own chicken broth out of the bones from those like nothing goes wasted except for the feathers everything mm, is awesome. used on these chickens down to like the feet the dogs eat the feet and then you boil the feet down and make chicken broth and like collagen and all these like really cool things I just like nerd out over it I love um, it who butchers the chickens my husband did. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. And he pulled the feathers and everything. No. Okay. So there's these things called tumblers okay. and it looks like a big stock pot, but they have like metal or sorry, a uh, plastic like fingers almost like okay. all on the inside. So you butcher the chicken and you, it's like kind of gruesome. So we won't go into like how, <laughs> but like it's gone, right? Like uh-huh. it has passed on. Yes. left this world and then you put this chicken with no heads like the body and the feet and you just like put it in this tumbler and it spins it really really fast and it make basically just like makes the feathers fall off so then you pull it out and you have like a bald chicken which is really nice and it's like it's like super easy so our first time we didn't know how to do it so we actually had a farm friend that she charged us like five bucks a chicken and she helped him do all of them in one day. And that was like, they, we brought them to her alive and she helped him like butcher process, clean out everything. So like he came home with chickens and bags ready to go in the freezer. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, but we haven't really sold anything except for goat milk soap. I'll do that like casually at farmer's markets and stuff. But one of the coolest things is that I'm not a green thumb person. That squash was like total accident, just grew out of compost. Um, but I I can't grow anything. I haven't figured that out yet. So I will just like support other local farms and I'll get my weekly produce from them. So like oh. I'll spend 30 to 50 bucks every week or so on produce and I'll trade them other stuff. Like I've traded chicken meat, I've traded like eggs. Um, I've traded goat milk and goat milk soap. So like, it's just cool. That's like, awesome. Totally, like old school, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is but it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, I get basically, you know, no pesticides or like no hormones. That's right. like the best part is that you know exactly where that chicken came from. You know how it was processed yeah. and then you're using every bit of it. Yeah. Every bit. And what's so cool is like, so for example, I get broccoli from a local farm in town and you know how like when you're cooking broccoli for dinner, like you're going to have a little bit of like scrap from that broccoli. Uh Well, that scrap doesn't go in my trash can. It goes to goats or it goes to chickens or it goes to like everything, even banana peels, like like they eat that, like everything. We have very little trash and everything that we throw away is like basically plastic or paper. Wow. like they even eat chickens, which is a little barbaric. But if you have like a rotisserie chicken, they will like eat it down. The to leftovers. The they will not eat anything else. Yeah. Wow. Oh that- my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Oh man. I, I would feel so bad though. To feed Feeding chicken. a chicken chicken. <laughs> Here's I your know. friends. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it know. is kind of sad, but it's a different flock, so it's like oh, yeah, yeah. they feel a little bit better. So like <laughs> yeah, the, it's the dumb know, chickens. It's the dumb ones. They don't know. They don't know any different. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, on a more serious note, I saw you post um, a video. I think it was a video. It might have been a photo of your horse. 
and yeah. you had to like you called the vet something he, the horse was choking or something oh yeah 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 so tell us about what it's like taking care of the animals as far as like their health and anything that could go wrong do you have any stories to share with us oh gosh don't get me started there's a lot but basically um I mean, I think that the health portion is, like, one of the more challenging pieces because at the end of the day, like, these animals are, like, income-producing, like, that's the goal, right? But we still want to treat them with respect. Like, that's one of the biggest parts for me is, like, we want them to have, like, good lives and not be living, you know, like, the chickens that you get at the grocery store, they live, like, terrible, awful, contaminated yeah. environments, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we want them to have, you know, like, nice environments and, like, be treated nicely and then serve their purpose in a humane way um so that's always difficult because if you aren't a veterinarian like you don't ever feel totally confident about like oh my gosh what do i do so it's definitely been like this thing where you have to research a ton and like trial and error i'm like on all bunch of facebook farm groups about like goat emergency pages and okay how emergency pages and all these things um so in our garage, we have like first aid kits for each of the animal types that we have for like the commonalities that they go through. Goats happen to be like super fragile creatures. Oh, so no. I, have been, I have to give them injections probably like once a month because someone has done something silly. <sighs> um, and, you know, we have like wound care and different things. And then we had triplets born here. So I had like a birthing kit that I made for that and oh, then wow. helped them with that. So. It's for sure one of the more challenging parts, but it's also one of the more rewarding because I think like, I mean, back to like thinking back on like who I was in California and like, oh my gosh, I was living in a high rise and like 20 minutes ago and now I'm like giving a goat an injection under their neck. Like it's just crazy <laughs> to think about, but you know, you just like, you underestimate yourself. I think we all do to an extent. And then all of a sudden you have a farm and you're like giving a goat an injection and you're like, I'm doing the darn thing. Like yeah. go me. I figured it out. So, yeah, exactly. So it's super rewarding in that way. Um, and like eye opening to how reliant that we are, like in our convenient, like modern world, like we're just, we, Oh, our animals are sick. We go to the vet and it's like, no, actually you don't have to, like there's a lot of stuff that we can take care of okay. ourselves. Um, and it's been it's been super cool so i've gotten a lot of like reward out of that piece but it's definitely anxiety driving that's for sure <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> that's really scary when i got my two cats i was like oh my gosh i have to keep two animals at the same time alive <laughs> so when i see your stories like with the horse um i was like there's no way i would i would be passed out on the ground I would not be able to do that with my anxiety. And so I think it really helps to have, I mean, you, I, I think just some like what I've heard out on your podcast with your marriage so far, I think you can probably relate to what, this, what I'm about to say, but <laughs> I think it really helps to have a partner in life. That's like your counterpart. Yes. Because exactly. I think if I didn't have my husband, who's like so mellow and like nothing rattles him, mm-hmm. he's so hard to like excite and, for, for better or worse, right? Like, you do not excite my husband. So anything that happens that's, like, scary or maybe a little bit, like, oh, what do we do here? It's so even feel, and that keeps me even feel. Um, and so when we have had stuff happen, 
he's just like, okay, well, this is like, he just kind of takes the anxiousness away from me. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, this is what we have to do. And because he's been here for most of those things, the things that happen when he's not here, I can kind of take that and learn from it. Um, and he works in town, so I can always call him and be like, babe, this is happening. What do I do? <laughs> uh, Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he's for sure. I mean, just the other day, I was like, you know, I work from home full time and I have my daughter as I'm doing that. So I'm like, I already have a full plate just with those two things. And mm-hmm. then when you like add the farm, it's like a whole other. Yeah, mess I don't know crap. how you do it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't either, but the pig escaped because pigs are super smart, like really smart. Oh, wow. And she have a hot wire pasture which means like an electric fence um but she has learned that like it's not that bad so she'll just like <laughs> it only hurts get, like, for a, a minute shock. yeah she's like it's just a little shock it's fine so she just runs like really fast underneath <laughs> the box to get out oh and then gosh. it's so funny because you can hear when she does it because pigs when they're mad or about something they'll go like they like squeal like that so I heard her squealing, and I was like, crap, she got out. <laughs> so I'm looking, and she's little. She's a miniature pig, and we have two and a half acres. Like, there's no catching this thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's just going to be, like, grazing, which is not that big of a deal, except for, like, at night or predator. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we live in the woods, so you just want to keep her safe. So I called him, and I'm like, babe, you have to come home. Your darn pig's out again, and I don't have time for this. So <laughs> and so he comes home, and I'm in a meeting, and I'm, my meeting wraps up, and I look out my office window, and he has a lasso, like a straight-up laughing <laughs> rope, and he's trying to catch this pig that's, like, this big, and I'm just cracking up, taking videos of him. Oh, man. That's so cute. There's never a dull moment. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I do remember you posting out the baby goats, and yes. you had one of them in your house with you. What was it like having a baby goat and also a baby at the same time? Okay. It's so funny because when people say that to me, like I've got that question a lot, just like random people, they're like, why do you have a goat in your house? And that sounds so (laughs) gross to me. I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, I hope people don't think I actually live with goats in my house because that's not real life, but it probably looks like that on social media. Um, (laughs) So we had these triplets and goats are super like, they're fragile, but they also are really smart. So, like, if a goat has triplets, it's very common for them to reject one because they know they only have a certain amount of nutrients. And so right. they'll take, like, their weakest link and just, like, push it away. Oh. So she rejected this one. Um, and we tried to, like, integrate her back to get mom to, like, adopt her back. And she just wouldn't. And she kept getting, like, oh. more and more aggressive with her. Oh. Um, so it was super sad. And she was killer, essentially. So I was like, well, I don't, I don't want that to happen. So I just took her in and I put her, we had like this big, my house was built like in the seventies. It's like older. So in our master bathroom, we had like this huge tub. And so I was like, I'm just going to basically put like a huge plastic sheet in the tub and like let the goat live in there until she's like kind of stable enough to hold her up. Um, so she slept in there and then we just bottled butter like around the clock for the first week. And then we would like introduce her to the herd and like little bits. But I mean, 
for like the first week I was giving her a bath every day because I was like my baby's crawling on the floor and this right. darn goat yeah. is like disgust like I wasn't you know gonna have that so it was a lot for a while <laughs> but it was also just so fun because you're raising your kids like with the goat in the house like yeah. they're gonna have those memories they're forever growing up and together totally yeah and we ended up taking the baby's like pajamas and making tail holes out of them so the goat's <sighs> jumping on the couch in pajamas and it's just like oh, gosh, the cutest cute. darn thing um, oh my gosh <laughs> but i mean it's nutty you know i mean that's to answer your question it's just it's nutty all the time it's but, farm like, life yeah it's totally farm life yeah <laughs> so out of all of the animals that you have right now what is the easiest to take care of and what's the most difficult? I thought you were going to ask me my favorite and that was going to be really hard. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I won't do that to you. That's like picking a favorite child. No. <laughs> it is. It's like a moment of panic. I was like, oh my God, can they hear me? Um, <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Um, I would say... I think everything goes in ebbs and flows because we're learning. I mean, we're learning everything from the ground up. Neither of us were grown up with farming in our generations, you know? So yeah. it's like everything is with the learning curve. Um, but with that, you also like get in your groove and mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Um, I tend to think my husband would have lots to say. I'm just like laughing in my head thinking about all the things he'd be like, ah, well, that, you're darn goats. Um, <laughs> But the cow is super self-sufficient. The pig does their own thing. I would say the ponies, because they're the newest, are probably, like, our biggest pain in the neck right now. Mm. Because they have a really, what's called, like, a heavy footprint. So they're harder on the land than anything else. So we only have two and a half acres, which only isn't a word I take lightly. Like, we're super blessed to have it. But with that, you have to, like, make sure that you're not just, like, running it into the ground Mm -hmm. you know like there's a certain amount of like nutrients that you have to make sure you're putting back into the soil because they're eating the ground right so and they're stepping on it and everything so we're learning that as we go so we have um probably like a half acre of our land pastured off that is for the ponies and the cow and we have that split in half so we rotate it so it can like rest and then we give them the other half and then that can rest and kind of regrow okay um but that's super seasonal as well so because we're kind of learning about all of that like seeding and turning the soil and making sure it gets enough water but we're also in the pacific northwest like not drowning it i think that science is like the hardest part right now because we're trying to kind of figure out that equation um but besides that i would say the goats are probably like the most just because they're so darn fragile and silly like they don't know what's poisonous most animals do and they'll stay away from it like they'll just eat anything, anything. oh yeah. no yeah. they don't eat like plastic like i've learned that they don't like I, I think growing up i always kind of thought like oh they'll like eat your clothes they don't do that um but they definitely will eat like poisonous plants oh um and they what's they something like- that's like poisonous around there it's called a rhododendron. It's like a, it's a native tree, I guess. It's like a bush tree. Okay. Um, it's native to the land. And so I had, of course, like seven of them around the oh, house. Oh, no. And we've like slowly started to cut them down because yeah. obviously. But um, I had a baby goat just like a 
couple months ago, one of the babies ate a bunch of rhododendron leaves, and so she ended up poisoning herself. So I had to go in there and give her injections, and then watch her and give her another injection. So, um, and I thought she was gone. I was like, "Oh, there's no way she's getting out of this." Like, you know, but she she was fine. She picked it. So I think that's the the hardest part of it. It's just like. Those darn goats are so fragile. And then they have it's called hog panel, uh, which like a it's like wire. I'll show you, but basically it's like it's like wire grate in between wood. Like that's their fencing and their goat pen. Well, they figured out that if they stick their little heads through it, they can eat the grass on the other side. Okay. And so they'll do that, and they get their heads stuck. So then they oh, just like no. they're yelling until I have to like pop their heads back through and then they get pop and it's just such it's basically it's like having like kids comedy. yes exactly <laughs> so basically you just learn along the way of finding signs kind of like a mom you you figure out why they're acting up and oh they probably ate something bad but for that baby goat that you almost lost how did you know was she just like laying down she, so goats, like, they'll, they'll let you know. They go from, like, zero to 60 really fast. Um, okay. Goats are, like, super lively. Um, they play a lot. Mm-hmm. They, like, jumping off stuff all the time. And they're very vocal. So, like, you can kind of, like, get to know their sounds. Okay. Um, so when they're in distress, you can tell, like, they're making that sound versus, like, they're just like, I'm a goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was making a weird sound and I went out there and she was like laying down and like kind of tossing her head around and she had kind of like mm. a foam at her mouth. Okay. Um, and those are all signs of like a poisoning. Poison and then I have like I was telling you, I'm on like all the Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was just like looking up what these things mean and I was like, Yeah, she probably got into rhododendrons and so I just ran into the garage and grabbed a syringe and gave her an injection. But Wow. Yeah, it's it definitely is like trial and error. It's definitely like learn as you go. But I think part of me is like that's how all life is. Yeah, you know, it's right. to kind of, like no one knows everything about any like being a mom or being a wife or owning a house for the first time or owning a farm. Like none of it, you mm-hmm. really know. You just go into it and kind of like pray for the best. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, you got to yeah. learn along the way. I say. Yes. Absolutely. And be open. Like, I think you have mm-hmm. to be self-aware enough to like, no, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I'm going to ask for help along yes. the way. Yeah. Like, that's a huge key and like leaning on your community. So we really got invested in like our farm community, which has been one of the, my most favorite things that have come out of this, um, is getting to know the different farmers in the area. So like we have the girl that helped us with the chickens. And since then I'm, gonna actually um she has a goats too so she's gonna breed my does with one of her bucks oh wow. super excited about that like she has like really cool colored bucks so she's gonna breed my does nice. and i have like my husband's department he has some really good friends that they have goats also and they have kids the same age as our kids and they go to school together now so like the kids will talk about oh yeah we're doing like goat breeding this weekend i'm like you can't talk about that at school <laughs> <laughs> No, they're just it's, kidding. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just so funny, like farm kids, what they say. But um, 
yeah so it's just it's kind of just about learning as you go I think and being open to like yeah I don't know what I'm doing and let me ask for help when I need it yeah um so you talked a little bit about breeding um I wanted to ask you what are you most excited for next for the farm like what's the next goal and then what's your overall goal Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think what I'm really looking forward to right now is like, I think we're finally at a spot where it's, it's like, producing. so yeah. mm-hmm. we have our meat chickens and like we are like actually eating now. So like we're on that end of things where mm-hmm. it's like, we kind of did like all this hard work and now we're like seeing the fruit of that labor mm-hmm. and it's just enjoying that. Um, we actually have a few eggs in theater right now. So like that'll be the next exciting thing to like watch these eggs hatch because we've Aww. never hatched eggs there before. So Aww. like that will be like watch the kids do that. Yeah. Um and the ponies are kinda new to us still, so letting the kids learn to ride the ponies this summer or this winter. Um and I've only ever bought does that have already been bred so I've never bred my own does and like been able to kind of like pick who I breed them with and like there's a lot of science that goes along excuse me with that too because the buck that we chose for our does have um, really they have they call them milk stars so milk stars is like a percentage of fat um that's in the goat milk and it's like better goat milk and it's easier to milk those goats so I'm hoping that we get like more profitable babies next year so yeah. Just kind of like the leveling up of the farm, I guess you could say. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last question is, what does uh, your like daily life look like from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay down? <laughs> I don't know if you want to know the answer. <laughs> yes, we want to know if we still want to do <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we need to figure out if this <laughs> is worth <laughs> Do we want to stay in the city? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I mean, it's it changes the season. Okay. So right now, because it's the summer, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier. Um, winter is like a pain in the butt because it's so cold that okay. you just like drag and procrastinate. You're like, I don't want to go out. It's like 40 degrees. Um, right now, I get up at like 6.30, um, go out and feed everybody. Um, so that just looks like so we poop up our chickens at night. So we let the chickens out and we make sure that they have food and water. But they have like you know, 30 pound feeders and water. So it's not like every day you have to fill those up. Okay. Chickens are pretty, pretty easy. Um, and you check the eggs. So you want to make sure they don't have any eggs because if you leave them too long, they'll peck them because they're trying to make room for more eggs. Oh, okay. So you have to move them. Um, they could also just like squish them and different things. I've um, heard that chickens will hide their eggs to save their babies. Is that true? Sometimes. Okay. Well, so, some chickens are what they call broody, which is, like, very, like, mothery, and they, like, okay. just want to have all the chicks. I don't think I have any of those quite yet. Okay. Um, I'll keep you posted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I have any of those quite yet. Um, mine, pretty much, they're just, like, laying, and then they leave the nesting box. They don't really, like, care. Okay. Um, but you do have to remove the eggs, because if they start to learn to peck them, then it's just like this whole mess of problems because then you never like can catch them before they pick their eggs and then oh. it ruins the egg. Okay. So you really want to like avoid that. Um, 
and they they actually eat the shells. So once we use like once we like crack an egg for breakfast, we eat the shell and then we like crush it up and feed them back to them because it oh, helps nice. them with like the shell production. Oh, oh interesting. It's super yeah, cool. Yeah, and you guys probably know this, but you don't refrigerate farm fresh yes, eggs. Yeah, you know so that. That's yeah. the one so thing like, about farming we know. <laughs> 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 That's it. <laughs> well, there's a lot more. <laughs> A lot more where that came from, so you just let me know. Um, so I do that. The chickens are pretty easy. And then the rabbits, just food and water for them right now because I don't touch them. I, that's my husband's deal, like I said. Uh, the goats, they get, um, it's called a flake of hay. So like a bale of hay is made up of flakes. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. take a flake of hay and throw that in for the goats. Uh, make sure that they have fresh water. They're very picky. If they have, like, dirt or hay or anything in their water, they won't drink it. Oh. So you have to, like, dump their water every day. Start get over. Water. Very, very picky. Yep. And you, they're, they won't eat hay off the ground. So you have to make sure that, like, their haven is, like, clean. And there's no, like, goat poop or anything in there because they won't eat it. Oh, they're bougie. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're sounding they're really difficult. <laughs> yes. And then in the snow, they get cold, so they would probably be fine, but because I spoil them, they have a shed out there that has a roll-down door, like a garage would, and so at night in the winter, I lock them up because okay. I just want them to be warm. Yeah, so. yeah. that's sweet. <laughs> so in the, in the winter, I'll like lock them up at night, and then in the morning, I go out and let them out and then feed them. Um and then in the winter, they also get a little bit of grain to help them keep their fat on. Mm. Um, so they'll get a little bit of grain in their hay. And then let's see the cow. Again, she's very similar to the goats. Like usually she'll just graze out in her pasture. Mm. Um, but in the winter, I want her to be warm. And so I'll send her to the cow house in the evening and she'll go in there. And last winter, she was still pretty little. Um, she's full grown now, which is still small. But she was really little when I first got her. She was the size of a large dog. So oh, wow. um, I was nervous that she would get eaten by something. Yeah. Know, she was by herself out in the pasture. So mm-hmm. I would put her away at night because, you know, there's like bobcats and bear and stuff. So I would just get nervous. But yeah. now she's probably big enough and she has the many ponies out there with her. So we have a shelter that they can get away from the snow. So we'll probably end up leaving them out there. But the pig will have to go into the goats, I think, because the pigs can't regulate their body temperature quite like a cow and a pony would. Oh. Um, so I'll have to get her and wrangle her into the, the goat pen. <laughs> she will sleep with the goats in the winter. Oh. So, okay. yeah. She'll That'll be fun. <laughs> what yeah. do you feed yeah. a pig? So there's like a pig grain that we get at the feed store, but um, she is plenty large right now. Okay. So usually she Scraps. just will graze pasture like oh. a cow would. Okay. Yeah. So she she does that. And then we'll just watch her. So pigs, the way that you can tell that they're overweight is their jowls, actually. So like oh. if you look at a pig, their bellies always will kind of have that like fat pig look. But if you look at them head on and you like see like their jowls are like getting wide, that's like their weight too much oh, wow. scale, oh basically yeah interesting so well, i'm gonna look at some yeah. pigs now yeah exactly so that's how you know if it's like too fat so that's, i just kind of like watch her and if i see it's like getting a little bit slimmer they'll throw her some grain in the mornings and let her but they also are rooting like they have those like shovel noses so they yeah. can root into the ground so they okay. end up finding a lot more than like a cow or a horse would be able to oh wow okay 
So yeah. how long in the morning does it usually take you to do all of that? Now that I've kind of got my system down, it's about 30 minutes. Oh, no, I would say like 15, 20 minutes. Unless oh, okay. like for some reason everyone's out of water or everyone needs like a refill in the food or whatever because the chickens, like we don't fill them up every day. Um, but that's that's not typical. Usually okay. it's like one water or one, you know, bucket of pellet needs to be refilled or something. So it's like 15 minutes and then that includes like we have an apple tree that will drop apples. So like just making sure that like there's no apples rotting on the ground. We don't want them to go bad. So we'll pick them up and then making sure we get all the eggs and um, tying out the horses. So trying to like rest the pasture. So then we'll bring the horses out and I'll tie them up by um, like a tree or something. So they can kind of like mow down that grass and oh, okay. like switch the next day. So oh. that includes all of that. So 15, 20 oh. minutes, but then in the winter, it'll probably be more like 20 to 30 minutes. And then same routine in the evening. I'll just feed everybody, put everybody to bed and go inside. And then you, when you do it for nighttime, around what time do you usually do that? Do you like cook dinner for your family and then go out after, or do you do that before dinner? So usually, as I get off at five, so I'm usually pretty much like in my office, um, keeping an eye on everyone still, <laughs> multitasking exactly. <laughs> exactly, and raising my baby. God bless America. Um, <laughs> until like five, and then I go outside, and usually my daughter's like stir crazy. She needs to go outside, and she loves to be out with the animals. So she's like chomping at the bit at five o'clock, and she's like usually bringing me my shoes by four o'clock. She's like shoes, mom, shoes. Oh, so cute. So cute. So little farmer girl. So I'll take her out, and we have this big wagon that we use to like throw hay in, and like the different grain buckets, and like treats and stuff. She'll she'll go right to the cart. She knows I'm gonna put her on the cart, and then I just like wheel her around to Aww. the different ends. Oh, that's cute. So we'll do that together between like five and five thirty, and then I'll come inside, wash up, and usually get dinner going. Um, and lately, it's been kind of silly because my son has football three days a week. Oh wow. For two hours, which is nuts. Wow. So, like, oh my. I will try to, like, cook dinner. My husband will come home at 5, 5.15, take him to football, and then we'll get home and homework and dinner. And it's kind of just like bing, bang, boom till you leave. So. Wow. You got <laughs> a lot on your plate. Yes. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe you do all of that. I will not complain anymore about my daily life. <laughs> I promise you. You just kind of do it. I mean, I know your your family's just starting and yeah. hers is a little bit further along than yeah. yours. But thinking back yeah. to having three kids in three different sports at two different schools, you know, you just you just do it. You don't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. Totally. Yeah. You just think about it. You just yeah. You're right. You don't even think about it. You just. And I mean, I remember getting the cow and being like, I don't know if I can take that on. And then we got two goats and I was like, I don't know if I can take that on. And yeah. now it's like 20 animals later <laughs> and you're like doing a whole uh -huh. farm routine in the morning and in the evening. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing with like a house. Like you think, oh, I have this huge apartment and then you get a house and you're like, I'll never be able to fill this house with furniture and then you outgrow that. And yeah. you know, it's like anything else, yeah. you know, yeah. you end up filling your time and you end up filling your house and growing into your paycheck or whatever it is. Yeah. So you just have to kind of learn like anything else, how to manage and what to say no to, which is something I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, what do you do when you go out of town? Is there somebody to take care of? Like when the whole, your whole family goes, like your husband doesn't stay behind. So that's rare because he's a cop, right? So he doesn't get much time off. So usually I'm getting lucky because not lucky. I would love for him to come, but lucky in that one of us is usually always here. But in the event that he's not, um, I have a couple options. So my mother-in-law's in in town. Usually she'll stay. um, Or my mom actually followed me up here about a year after I came up here. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. So her and her husband live about 20 minutes from me now. And she will come stay at my house a lot um, to help me, which is amazing. So she'll come to help me. And I have, it's funny, I have like, two pages long of farm chores on my pantry door and like that's her instructions basically like whenever she comes that's her instructions um and it breaks it down and people always come over and they laugh they're like is this what you do every day and i'm like well yeah but it looks a lot scarier when you see it (laughs) once you get it down (laughs) yeah um so that and then we also just have like just through our farm friends you like get to know the different people that they use to watch their animals and so you just end up networking and finding like those people that you just want to keep in your pocket just in case that's good that's good <laughs> yeah do you have any other questions do you follow the ballerina ballerina farmer yes and okay. i've heard you we love her about- i love He's her so a- much yeah yeah yeah, oh. yeah. He's incredible. I can't imagine having all those babies. Uh-huh. And then she milks her cow. And then she like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She's, she's goals. Yeah. Yeah. She is, yeah. She's insane. And then she looks like she does. Mm-hmm. She's, she's missing all the time. Yeah. yeah. I know. I watched her uh, give birth to her daughter in the bathtub. Yeah. And I was like, she did all of that while pregnant. And then she gives birth like in a bathtub on the farm. I can't. I think she's she a took superhero. Like, she took like two days off. Yeah. Then she was back to milking the cow. Yeah. I was like, I was joking with my husband about her. I was like, I swear she like tied a knot in her umbilical cord. And she was like, gotta go milk a goat. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does everything. It seems so smooth, you know, and seamless. But I mean, we know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that True goals. It's cool though to like watch her and be like, okay, so I'm not that great. Like she's got five kids. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, I want all her stuff for Christmas. It's on my Christmas list. Well, yeah, we were talking about um, buying like half of a cow from them. Because like you can buy like a full cow or half a cow and then they send the meat. And I was like, for people in California that are looking to get rid of the preservatives and Hormones the probiot- and, yeah. or the prebiotics, whatever they put into the meat. Yeah. Um, that's like the perfect alternative for city people to just buy from yeah. farms. It really is. Um, and it's something that, so one of our best friends, they actually, so they have goats and chickens and they just have, they just got into pigs. So now they're raising pigs to do that exact thing. Um, so in our garage, we have two test freezers and one's full of our chickens. And we actually just bought a quarter cow as well. Oh, oh wow. Um, and the quarter cow is a lot of meat. Like you think it's not that much. Yeah, and then you yeah. get a freezer and like I won't have to buy meat for the year. Okay. Um, so we shouldn't buy half of a cow. We, we buy half and split it. <laughs> we, so you get a quarter, I get a quarter. No no no. We buy a quarter and split that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I eat a lot of meat. Well yeah, I don't. I don't really cook with red meat. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to. Oh but yeah. <laughs> if you cook a lot of red meat, I would say you'll be good. Um, but we just did that, and we did it through our county livestock auction. Uh, do you guys? Okay. You heard of 4-H? Yeah, I was in 4-H. You were? Yeah, I went to school in Norco when I was in junior oh, high in the beginning of high oh school. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had a horse. I you did? Yeah. Oh, well, Jim, he's just gonna come help me. That's okay. all there is. Just gonna come. Uh, yeah, so we bought our cow from a 4-H kid at okay. the auction. Okay. Yeah, yeah so that's, that was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another documentary that I just watched. It's called um, The Biggest Little Farm on Hulu. Did you watch it? Yes, okay. I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so fascinating how one thing leads to another on a farm. Oh, my gosh. That, I, like, if I could encapsulate what I'm passionate about in the farming is that documentary. Yeah. So we have um, an aerial picture of our house back in the sixties. And there's a corner of our farm that was actually crops. <gasps> That's and they so had, awesome. Like, it's so awesome. And it's so interesting. If you look at that corner of the farm in comparison to the rest of the land, and it's so different, like the weeds that grow there, I mean, mm-hmm. mind you, it hasn't been crops in years, right? right? Decades. And just the soil is still so different than the rest of the soil uh-huh. and the wheat that grow and how the animals walking on that land impacts the rest of the land. And it's so interesting. So one of the reasons that my husband wanted to get into meat rabbits is because rabbit manure is actually the most like fortified nutrients you could okay. put in the soil. Oh, wow. So okay. we actually collect like the way that the rabbit cages are designed we have bins that slide under the cages and collects everything and we sell that manure to local farms for like five dollars for a tote bin and Mm. so like everything is used right and whatever we don't sell we just have a compost pile and then that's where this random squash grew out of (laughs) it's so funny and we have pumpkins growing over there too which i didn't plant I don't know. I mean, we gave our pumpkins that we bought at a pumpkin patch last year. We gave them to the goats and the cow just mm-hmm. as like treats. And so they must have turned that into seeds wow. and manure and how it's growing. So that is crazy. crazy. Yeah, Brittany, it's, you have to watch that documentary. It's yeah. long, but it's so fascinating how everything in the circle of life yeah. fuels and it brings this dead farm back to life. Yeah, you're telling me yeah. some stories about it. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like the snail infestation. Yes. And how they brought the ducks, ducks in to eat them. So cute. It was, so, I, it was like, first I was like, do we really want to do a farm, Brit? It's like, it's one thing after another goes wrong, but they figure out how to fix it mm-hmm. naturally. Yes. And you have to think, like, everything goes wrong in everything. Right? Yes, like you, in life. Like, you're going to have a baby and then you're like, oh my gosh, it has a fever. How do I deal with that? Yeah. And then the next time it has a fever, it's no big deal, you know? <laughs> and it, it's like anything else. Yes. So you'll figure it out. I'm all, I'm pro Sutherland Farms. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I feel so much better. I'm a little worried about the whole goat thing because that's what I wanted to start out with. But now I'm yeah. thinking maybe we ease into everything and then get the goats. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I think you start with goats because if you can do goats, you can do anything. Okay. Oh, there you start go. With the most then everything difficult. else is easy. <laughs> everything else is self-sufficient. Yeah. So if you can master goats, girl, you got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll start looking. Just kidding. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that space in California. 
<laughs> no, you don't. But you can come up here. We yeah. gotta move. Yeah, corner yeah. or two to spare. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for oh. taking the time on a Friday to talk to us and be on the podcast. Um, do you want to share your TikTok of the farm? So the sure, yeah. You. So we have a TikTok. It's at Marty Farm. Um, and on my like personal Instagram, if you want to follow it, I'm private, but as long as you're like seemingly normal, I'll probably approve it. Uh, <laughs> Kayla, Kayla Martinez three. Um, and on my bio, it has our Shopify that has like goat milk soap. And then my husband, um, has gotten into like woodworking. So he makes these big wooden flags. Ooh, cool. Um, and a lot of them are like, uh, the thin blue line flags and he sells them mm. to local places around here and he does custom orders and stuff too. So you'll see those on there. Um, and yeah, that's where it is. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I will let you thank get you. back to your farm and your family. Thank you. I know you can probably hear them. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I hear, hear a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh gosh. My they're gosh. so cute. Oh, here. I don't know if you. my uh, if my internet will will support it, but let's see how much we can get you. Okay, so this is. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Oh my gosh, breathtaking. So, so that's our front gate right there. Uh huh. And then let's. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, those are the babies. Oh, look, right they're so here. excited uh, to see you. Yeah, they're super sweet. This is Nash. He was the first baby and then his brother, Dallas. Oh, and then these two are my does. So this is the one that I milk for goat soap. Uh huh. This is one of our babies. This is Eleanor because she was a President's Day baby, and that's Ladybird. Oh, and their brother it. was Theodore. Oh, <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. All American president names. <laughs> I love their it. mom is the t right there. Oh, that's cute. So I don't awesome. Know if you'll be able to be back there, but that's the pig back there. Gosh, you you're see her all the way back there. Your land is so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's turning oh, yeah. to fall. I, yeah. I noticed that a little oh, bit of the leaves are changing. Oh, gosh, it's gorgeous. All the different trees. It's like so it's yes. it's like a painting almost. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I miss the, the warmth a lot of the time, <laughs> but I wouldn't trade it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, well, we're so happy for you and your family. What a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Very, very blessed. Very, very thankful. But thank you guys so much for having me. Yes. We will have you back on um, in the future. If anything else happens, let us know. We we'll do an farm update. updates. Yeah. <laughs> the Marty <laughs> farm update. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. So what did you think about that episode? It was so interesting. Um, I know it's a longer episode. We usually have like around an hour, but I feel like she answered all of our questions. I love that um, she's self-sufficient. She's like teaching herself. 
Yeah. And I never even thought about it like a Facebook group or whatever to yeah, get, I didn't think to about get that. information. And I love, I feel so excited now. Me too. You know, for the future. And that I love that um, at the farmer's market or these little places, um, you can exchange things. Yeah, like and, a trade. And they'll help you with things. Like y- you need to butcher your chicken, I'll show you how. Then you do it yourself, you know? Yeah. Like nobody's, a f- it's not a competition. Everybody's helping each other. Yeah. And I, I also love like that no one's like greedy and out for money. It's like you right. help your neighbors out. Right. Yeah. Right. And I love that she is educating herself and learning and, and everything from the soil to the animals to using every in, you know, piece of the yeah. animal mm-hmm. and then making sure she composts to make the land nutrient, you know, yeah. is, is the thing with the rabbits for fertilizer. Yes. I w- didn't think about that. If you watch that documentary that I mentioned, yeah. the biggest little farm, it, the guy on there teaches you what you have to do to bring the soil back to life. And, and what is our biggest problem right now in this country is that our soil is poisoned from all the pesticides and and things. And we need to renew that soil so that we can grow our own food and be self-sustainable, you know, but uh, she's the cutest little thing. And I'm just so happy for her. Yeah. And it's exciting. We'll have to go out there and visit sometime see if we like that area (laughs) i don't i don't know i'd like to go inland a little bit yeah yeah. stay off the coast but i love i love that um she's living her best life yeah i love it she truly she's the type of person that like when she's smiling she makes you smile yes that's just her natural um she's very positive like aura and chi about her Uh is she's just so such a happy person and when she starts talking about her life in Washington and her farm and her family, it, I, I'm excited how to s- have how it. How scary must that have been? I know. I, you know, she made it I mean, sound like she explained yeah. it perfectly. It is your, your core unit family is your new and, and it is hard yeah. to kind of break off from your extended family and then focus on your core. Yeah. But um, to have that faith that God has a plan and just go jump, with it. Jump in, jump. basically. Yep. Yeah. So exciting. Well, I hope everybody loves her story. And yes. um, we should, I know she kind of um, gave out her information, but we should spell her. Her Instagram. Her Instagram and her um, TikTok. TikTok so that everybody can follow her and, and see what we saw today because she showed us her little farm at the end. So her Instagram, she said, was Kayla Martinez 3. So it's K-A-I-L-A Martinez with a Z, the number three. And then her TikTok is Marty Farm, M-A-R-T-Y-F-A-R-M. So go follow her and see her little farm. It's so cute. Yes. And the cow literally. So cute. What'd she say that Mabel? Like Mabel, Maybelline? Maybelline because of the lashes. <laughs> I love that. Oh. A little bit of a city girl in there. Yes. And I love that she named all her goats after presidents. Yeah, presidents That's and fun. first ladies. Yes. Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. So I cute. did I did a report. Report on Lady Bird Johnson. That's right. So you dressed up like her and everything. Yeah. 
We don't need to go into those details and you will never see photos. Of oh, it. I have photos. I don't <laughs> like, I didn't like that presentation. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys really liked this episode. Don't forget to follow us at Sutherland Girls on Instagram and TikTok. And make sure you follow us on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. They have different symbols when you do um, like follow us and like turn the notifications on. So um, for Spotify, there's a follow button. You click the follow and there's a bell and you click the bell and it will notify you anytime a new episode like this one goes live. And on the podcast app, it's at the top right corner and it's a plus sign. So you want to click that and that will do the same thing. So I hope you guys really liked everything on here. Um, don't forget to go to her website, which was in her bio on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you want to purchase anything from her farm, I will definitely be purchasing for holiday gifts because I think, you know, supporting a farm and also having that as a gift. Everyone loves personalized gifts. And yeah, I, I wanted to push that this year too. That um, shop small when you're Christmas shopping this yes. year. You know, it's from skincare, the local nail girl that works out of her home, or someone that makes soap on a farm in Washington. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much again for listening to this episode and all of our episodes. Other than that, bye.